Hello, everyone, and welcome to Breakout, episode number 68 for Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. My name is Marty Saliva, and I'm joined by two people whose flight patterns are untraceable by Twitter. It's Nicolandra and Casey Wosu. Did you guys get that? That was a little topical. Uh, yeah, that's him. because I don't have a private jet, right? Well, uh, well uh, yes. I mean, partly that. <laughs> Part, partly. And uh, Elon hasn't scrubbed your account from the existence of the world. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome. Thank you so much for joining us for episode number 68 of Breakout. Uh, we th- Thank you for joining us seven minutes late. We're sorry. That means we're just going to give you seven not extra minutes, but better minutes. There were going to be seven bad minutes in here. But we're going to just we're going to pump up those minutes and give you some real good high, minutes. High quality minutes for your high everyday. quality minutes. Um, uh, how, how are you? How are you guys doing? Nick, good. you got scratched, but you're feeling better. In yes. solidarity, I was trimming my beard earlier, and the cap off my trimmer. No, I didn't cut myself, but the cap off my trimmer popped off. I went to catch it with my other hand, and then my hand scraped oh. right here, so I got like a little. Got like a little line there. That's my my worst nightmare. Like I'm always terrified because I, you know, I don't use a guard for my mustache to trim it, and I'm always terrified. I'm just gonna like put a little Hitler stash there, and like I gotta get it all gone now. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think this was this wasn't like a Hitler thing. It was I don't know. Maybe I don't know enough about Hitler, but I think it's fine. Yeah, we're 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 fine. So I like to think that was in solidarity. Um, How are you guys doing? Uh, I, I'm doing great. Uh, I the, the reason we're a little bit late is because I was running a little bit late. Uh, I was at my son's belt testing class. Like he has moved from intermediate levels to advanced levels, so he's at the beginning of the end for his uh, martial arts journey. The he beginning just got his red belt. of the end. <laughs> yeah, he just got his red belt. Uh, there's only three more belts until he's a black belt. Uh, he's still only nine, closing in on ten uh, by I don't know around this time next year. I'm so freaking proud of that kid. Like That's he's amazing. a pain in the butt. Uh, he has tons of uh, issues concentrating, but um, he Taekwondo helps. Martial arts yeah. helps. Well, and that's like calm him down. It's pretty incredible to like start something and like how long has he been doing it for? Uh, at this point, like five years now. Like when I was his age, I didn't do anything for five years. <laughs> like <laughs> stick to a single goal and like build at it for five years, like other than not die, which fucking crushed it. Which is hard. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's difficult. Uh, and uh, yeah, thank you all so much for joining us. And as always, your your memberships, your super chats, your your patronage over on Patreon, uh, and just just your your uh, incredible nature in chat uh, helps fund shows like this, including messages like Will Cooling with a two pound donation and some fireworks. And it says the Street Fighter Six beta for Community Game Night this week. That's happening this weekend. Uh, the sixteenth. Yeah, it's uh, oh. it's back. That could be. Can you play with each other though? Like, can you match make in it? I'm not actually sure if you can yeah. just straight up match make. You might Maybe be able to like lobby. finagle it, yeah, by like jump into uh, the same region and like search each other out in that big ass arcade. Yeah, interesting. We'll have to look into that. All right. Yeah, I don't know if you can actually do that or if it always pairs you up with randos. So um, that'd be fun though. I'm very excited for Street Fighter Six. I don't know. I don't know. Like. If you guys noticed, my face was like scrunching up, and it looked like I was trying not to cry. Uh, I've switched Barry's food, and he is passing gas like a mother, and that shit travels. And that can't. Oh no! I like I closed the door to hide the squeaking of the toys, and then I didn't realize he literally crop dusted me in here, and it just <laughs> scratches you and crop dust. This is like a little. He's like a little Damien. Damien, he's, he's, he's a little asshole. He's, he, yeah, he's rebelling. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> 
What if he starts teaching Max these kind of uh, awful, awful traits? I, I no, I can't. If two of them, I you will see him on the floor dead. If two of them yeah. go at the same time, <laughs> that's bad. Uh, oh. Speaking of kill dogs, <laughs> I think yeah, I think that's literally just what happened. No, no, no it, over here. No, it would look like I was dead, not them. Oh, okay. They'll be fine without. They'll be fine without me. They don't need me. Um, speaking of crop dusting, is it just me or does it feel like Xbox crop dusted us all, <laughs> all throughout the year 2022? <laughs> I don't know if that actually works. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think that actually works like that, but that's fine. Uh, yeah. So as you can see from our main topic, we want to, you know, we're going to close out the year. We have, we have one more show left this year, two more. I don't know how that's going to work, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have a show where we sort of recap the year, give us, give it, give our opinions on our favorite games of the year. And then obviously moving into the new year, we'll have a show about all the big games we're looking forward to. But one of the lingering topics in this end of the year, especially coming out of the game awards, uh, was the fact that, um, one, the one major company that seemed missing from there was Microsoft, both in terms of nominations, which they still haven't received a game of the year nomination in the game awards ever, which like not even a nomination, not for game of the year. Yeah. Oh, for game of the okay. Yo, know, for game of the year, yeah, yeah, they've got they've you know like Forza one best racing game, I'm sure. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, and then with all the reveals, like all the stuff we were excited about that we talked about, um, nothing. There was there was no first party Xbox game. Um, there were no even like Xbox exclusive things. There was a couple sizzle reels for uh, Game Pass, but other than that, you know, it was a it was a Nintendo and PC and and PlayStation Five heavy show, um, which is funny because it feels like. I swear to God, the three of us have had this conversation for like two years. And it's like every nine months we're like, well, this is it. This is, this is going to be when, it, when Microsoft finally comes around. Don't worry. They've just been, they've been gathering their arms and this is yeah. when the full assault happens. They've been happens. preparing. They've mm-hmm. been strategically planning. They, they yeah. put all their ducks in a row and then they went out there and they got more ducks. And then they put those ducks in a row mm-hmm. and then they went and got more ducks. And then they put I those think, ducks in a row. When you put the I new ducks that, in a row, you start looking at the old ducks and you're like, ooh, you're not in the same row. What do we, we got to re-row. Yeah, so. We have I, so many fucking ducks. I, I feel like this title is going to be out of date. The Optimist in me says this title is going to be out of date in the next six months. Uh, because, and the reason I titled it backfiring right now is more, not so much because like I'm feeling bad about Xbox. I'm actually not. I was actually working on an editorial kind of describing why I'm not worried about them. Um, and it's because like their track record is basically announcing games way too early, canceling games, delaying games, and then not meeting expectations when they launch. Halo Infinite did not meet expectations. The only game that has really met expectations at launch was Forza Horizon. That said, that's the only highly publicized one that has reached expectations at launch because Grounded has You can make an very- argument for Gears, I think, right? Yeah, Gears, Gears 5, 5. Gears 5 did really well. Yeah, Gears 5 uh forza and then uh grounded has done very very well for them uh, pentiment received rave reviews which yeah, i think yeah. would have been up for india not india of the year but some i don't know i don't even know where you put that on the awards list <laughs> like uh and right, then, immortality I guess. right next <laughs> right next to the yeah and then um <laughs> so sea of thieves and state of decay i've all done millions of players sea of thieves i think is his most popular ever right now uh, mm-hmm. And it's getting big content updates lately that people are really happy with from what I've seen. Like a lot of story expansion and stuff too. So uh, the thing I'm kind of waiting for for them, and also before I even get to that, going back six months to June, 
they during that presentation like that was a very well received presentation and they basically said here's everything that's coming to xbox in the next 12 months so we kind of already have their roadmap and basically what i went back and did was i looked at that image and i was like well what what do they achieve and what do they not achieve well every game on the left side of that thing which was this year came out aside from three games uh it was uh, uh redfall was already delayed by then so the three games i marked them down give me one second i think starfield was already delayed by then too uh the starfield was already on their 2023 schedule yeah uh so here we go it's right here uh the only games that were delayed were party animals hogwarts legacy and atomic hearts which they don't and, have control any over any of those yeah those two aren't yeah, in there legacy. party animals it takes a long time yeah, to um, copy atomic. and paste game pieces. <laughs> yeah Oop, I changed the wrong browser window. Give me one second. Okay. Hubba hubba, what'd you put up? <laughs> my, my Twitter feed. Put up you some dog? No. Uh, so anyways, so all, all of those games came out uh, besides those three. And then their 2022 schedule is, or 2023 schedule is pretty much everything that they've made clear is coming. Starfield, Redfall, Minecraft Legends, Forza, as far as their first party games go. Is Minecraft Legends not a game that's already out? Am I insane? Minecraft Am Legends is like the new RTS one. You're thinking of Minecraft oh, that's Dungeons. Not the, Minecraft Dungeons. That's not yeah. the Diablo one. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, I'm sick. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty optimistic about 2023, and I think, like, if you really look at it, like, a lot of the studios they acquired had just released games and were just starting brand new projects. Uh, a lot of the studios they acquired uh, were not surviving on their own and having to go to Kickstarter to fund projects like In Exile, Obsidian... Uh, double fine i bet compulsion was going to be that way too because i don't think we happy few did amazing mm-hmm. uh, bethesda yeah and then did you imagine if if elder scroll 6 was crowdfunded <laughs> <laughs> i mean it would make billions <laughs> but, but uh as far as like that goes like i think the the way i think i remember i've talked to me was like there was always going to be a long development cycle because one they have more resources two they're staffing up for these projects and three they all pretty much every single one of these studios has multiple projects at different scales in development now. And so that was always going to take time to kind of build that pipeline to get that going. And was it supposed to start in 2022? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. But also with like Halo Infinite, I don't think they can afford another buggy, really, you know, just not hitting expectations game launch. And Starfield especially, like that game needs to be polished and not Bethesda, (laughs) you know, certified crap. (laughs) So... So in that same vein, because like what you're saying makes a, a lot of sense, right? Like they, they have a roadmap, they have a, a plan or whatnot, but it's like, just like you said, like they can't afford to kind of have these big titles, especially games like Halo come out and be a buggy mess and not hit their marks or whatever. But Halo did do that. Halo did come out and kind of I'm saying after Infinite and their biggest franchise. But, but that was the same. That was the same story before Infinite. Like we were saying the exact same thing before Halo hit. Say like, oh, this might be the death knell. Halo doesn't nail this. And they sort of didn't nail it, but they also didn't flounder. So they kind of just meandered over the finish line and everyone was just kind of waiting. And I feel like this 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 is a pattern. And it was kind of after Halo that it really started to worry me because like I'm I'm really big on what Microsoft has been trying to do with Game Pass, with trying to build a stable of studios and put them all on a service. Like it's just great value for consumers. Like I really love that philosophy. Mm-hmm. But every single month, which turns into every single year, like all the big stuff that people have bought into Game Pass for continues to be pushed away. And when it doesn't, 
get pushed away when it actually releases is it's not the thing we were promised and it does start to take a toll like mm-hmm. even even as a longtime fan who loves what they're trying to do i'm we're still all kind of twiddling our phones waiting for them to do it yeah well like, that's, the, that's the promise is always still there but like how long until we basically figure out that maybe they're not able to execute on this like because they just haven't well, in that's all why, this time that's why i include backfiring in the title too because like the social media message was all really positive up until like june of this year and then since mm-hmm. then it's really gone downhill quick because they haven't communicated really anything um and marty kind of wanted me to say in the title originally was like xbox you know is kind of failing in communication in general but I, I don't think they are like in general because they're still hyping up game pass game pass is getting a lot of great releases on it regardless third party so i think it's mostly their first party lineup that's kind of it's i'm excited for like all the games on their first party lineup but like i've I fully expected like we would see something of hellblade 2 by now and something mm-hmm. of you know a, a bigger starfield dive even if it's not completely ready for release or whatever i think they just it, it's kind of like a bunch of whiplash because like they're super open now about halo infinite and about how that game even before the launch we talked about the pr cycle on that one and that it was like really open with here's the development stuff here's how we're making these things i don't think they need to do that for every game but like some some type of like stuff like that for starfield or just about like how we're how we're managing expectations for the tech side of things would get me more not even excited just more confidence in that they're taking these things and putting microsoft money behind it you know yeah i i think uh it, it, it's funny as as much as we talk about game pass and we you've both referenced game pass i still feel like we undersell how great game pass is because <laughs> uh, i just started like looking through the list of games you can download on game pass and aside from stuff like stray um neon white and sifu i think seven of my 10 favorite games uh f- favorite indie games of the year launched on game pass like i just made a list of stuff like right now and then went back and you can play i've been playing it i've been really enjoying it i'll talk about later on but high on life the the sort of the rick and morty game uh Mm -hmm. lego skywalker is there chained echoes which is a new uh classic 16-bit jrpg is there soccer story which i talked about uh norco and citizen sleeper which a lot of people have in their top 10 games of the year tiny kin which we all talked about pentiment somerville which was casey's number one game of, of forever uh yeah. they brought yeah. older games like the danganronpa games and the yakuza games and persona 5 just landed there persona <laughs> 3 and 4 landing there soon and stuff like vampire survivor tunic the ninja turtles games signalis nobody saves the world immortality metal hell singer infernax like it's hard for me to get too mad when all these fucking great games and games i haven't even had time to, to play yet are like just right there at the at the click of a button yeah, and well that's like kinda, to, that's what that's what i was saying like first it's i think we're, we should be completely focused on first party here because like xbox as a whole i think is killing it with game pass and all the games are getting on there like they're really doing a very good job of curating and getting good games on there well, and that's what, and it's like even going into, going into next year with uh, like, I, I mentioned Persona, but then we're having Monster Hunter Rise is coming to Game Pass in, mm-hmm. in January. Atomic Heart, I think, is February. Wolong is March. In theory, Ghostwire Tokyo will also be in March um, because that came out right, on the, PS5. The year deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so those things are able to make me just forgive and kind of forget the fact that 
it's been however many months slash years since we saw from Fable or Perfect Dark or Hellblade or yeah, it's a know, really good coping mechanism. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like you are disappointing me so heavily in one respect, but doing so well in another that it kind of <laughs> like yeah. balances out for me in a weird way. Um, that's, that's where I, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with it because I'm just like. I just want to see the games that they've announced release, and I don't really care how long I have to wait for them at this point. I just want them to be polished and good and fun, and that's really about it. Like, I, if you want me to wait till 2024 for Starfield, great. There's plenty of other games that kind of come out in between then, and the console war bullshit doesn't matter. Like, when you have Game Pass, like, I, just look at the last two months. Like, I can't even keep up with everything that just came out. <laughs> you know, like, first-party titles aren't as important, I think, anymore as they used to be. Just in that, like, when you have so much to play. I still kind of disagree with that, which is yeah. weird because I feel like I'm arguing against my own thing, <laughs> which we saw at the Game Awards. Like, you know, Sony had two first-party games that were nominated for almost everything. You know, God of War and, mm-hmm. and Horizon and, you know... I think most of us, the escapists haven't been the most positive on horizon, but you know, Nick and I really like God of war. And then, you know, that was the kind of game, like if you, if you buy into a PS five and what PlayStation is doing, then they're kind of promising you a few of those games. a Yeah. Year. You know, yeah, there's it, a level of prestige that just exists on. Yeah. Well, I've Xbox been, cannot claim. I've been, yeah, one, yeah. I've been wondering about that lately. And if Xbox even cares, because I, of course they care for the prestige aspect of it. But I don't feel like Xbox has ever been the home of cinematic first party games. Like, I mean, just look at the games that are on the platform right now. Like, uh, that's kind of what I was writing about in my editorial was like just the diversity of experiences they have that millions of people are playing. Like, look at Sea of Thieves. There's nothing like that on PlayStation. There's nothing like Grounded on PlayStation. There's nothing, you know, like Pentiment really on PlayStation. Um, I guess Disco Elysium or whatever, but um I, I just don't I think they're more worried about like the engagement of players and, and like perfect dark is going to be sounds like going to be their answer to Sony's like very prestigious cinematic stuff. But I mean, like even back then, like Halo wasn't like a cinematic masterpiece. People played it for the sandbox and multiplayer and all that. Well, it, you're right. It wasn't like a cinematic masterpiece, but it was like one of the most popular games just in existence. So like god of war is kind of doing both those things like god of war ragnarok is a cinematic masterpiece if that's how we're going to put it but it's also like uh just a big name recognition claim to fame that sony has just in their cabinet and like microsoft's yeah they've definitely moved away from the we want to do direct combat with sony like we'd rather like focus on you know building up infrastructure and and fighting a battle that we know that we can win one one that's has to do with like cloud and money Right. But I do I do feel like that stings like when when they basically have zero to say at an industry wide event like the Game Awards. Like I know they, they're not taking that sitting down. And I know that there are meetings with other execs are like, hey, what's going on, Phil? How come uh, how come these games are showing up on this list here? And like, I, I think Phil, Phil is also I'm being sure, like, yeah. he, there's no way he's he's not seeing the success of stuff like The Last of Us 2 and and God of War and Horizon and, uh, you know, Spider-Man and Tsushima, these sort of things and being like, fucking, where is ours? Like, where is our version of this? And, you know, and partly like, and Halo wasn't that because that didn't when Halo was at the top of the mountain, that sort of cinematic subset wasn't really nearly as popular as yeah, it is didn't, now. It didn't exist on PS PlayStation really until PS3. 
Yeah, yeah, until kind of like mm-hmm. Uncharted yeah. helped usher that in. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it is, I don't know, it's it's going to be interesting because we have this, like, we know what so much of the Xbox roadmap is. And at the same time, there's also a lot of stuff we don't know. Like, we know some of the stuff that Fez is working on, but, like, we don't know what id has been working on since uh, Doom Eternal, aside from not paying their composers for their games. Uh, we don't know, like, what Machine Games is working on, aside from uh, Indiana Jones. Like, there's a good chance they have another project in the works. Um, and, you know, the same thing, like, if if the, the Gears team, if I'm sure they're, they're working on two things at once, and if we're getting ready to see those. Uh, but on Sony's side, like, they've been extremely quiet with what they're doing like aside from you know <coughs> we have, yeah aside from spider-man and wolverine yeah. uh we don't know like what we know that there's like a last of us multiplayer thing coming out but then we don't know what's going on after Sushima. you can assume you can assume with all of those big games we mentioned there will be sequels but i also hope that there's going to be new stuff and then at the same time sony's really good at you know pairing up with japan and and you know we're getting i guess forespoken which did you did either of you guys get get a chance to play the demo? Uh, you streamed yeah, it, right? I with the demo Frost. with uh, okay. Frost. Yeah. Yeah. Um wasn't a good, so wasn't as, a good demo. I was about to say, <laughs> as a as a side note, I did not think like that game didn't like kill my hype for the game, but it was like I was like, this is a very bad show. This is not where you should put me in a demo. Like, this yeah, like is that, a that's very honestly how I felt demo. about it. Like I, yeah. I really don't think it it uh really did anything for telling us what that game is gonna be like. It was yeah. just a real shit demo, yeah. honestly. Yeah. So like, I'm still kind of on the fence on that. Like, I'm still excited about the look, but a little, like, I definitely took a ding in terms of uh, my expectation for that. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, and then we have, you know, Final Fantasy coming in the summer. And so, um, and, they, you know, they still align themselves with a lot of marketing and stuff. But, uh, you know, so there's a couple reasons that maybe Xbox is being quiet. And one could be um, that they're just fucking up, which I don't think that's, I don't think that's the answer. Like that is a possibility, but I don't think they, yeah, I yeah. don't think they're inept. Uh, two is maybe they're planning. There's been like scuttlebutt of a big event. Like they're going to do their own Nintendo Direct uh, PlayStation Showcase kind of thing sometime early mm-hmm. in the year and be able to just like blow things out of the water. And that's where they can concretely say this is when Starfield and Redfall are coming out. And here's new trailers for these things and a couple small things and a big this is our Game Pass roadmap for the rest of the year. Um, and then, uh, which I think that would be awesome if like January, February rolls around and there's a big event and then we can eat crow for this show. I would love that. Uh, and then the third possibility is uh, they are afraid to rock the boat on a massive multi-billion dollar deal going through with Activision right now. That is obviously yeah. in, in choppy waters right now. And so, but I mean, um, like them well, and people, Sony, if they were to start, if they were to start like announcing, look at these exclusives, look at these exclusives, like that just, it, it, yeah, it just doesn't pe- bode well. People for said that, yeah, but I mean, the FTC and all that knows all that stuff. There's, they can't hide that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they have to know more than we do. Yeah. They, they know, know a lot more than we do. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I still think like one of the things I've said in the past is that, um, and Xbox has kind of already said it themselves too, is they want a first party title out every quarter of the year. And part of me feels like they are waiting until like their t- other titles are far enough along that they can maintain that. So next year you have Redfall, then you probably have Forza in the summer, or I mean Starfield in the summer, and then Forza in the early fall, and then whatever you know in the winter, and then you cycle through that each year, filling it in with uh, those we second. Said that a year. We, I, we said, we said that, that we one said year that, ago. I know we said that a year ago. I, it, I they were getting close to it because they had 
they did have that a year ago because they had Forza, they had Halo, they had uh, Grounded, they had yeah, Psychonauts. Uh, Psychonauts too. Yeah, they 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 did it. Like they actually did it. Then this year, <clears throat> but uh, then they forgot that there's the quarter. Like yeah. there's a new quarter every well, quarter. This, <laughs> you this year, they were supposed that they were supposed to have Redfall and Starfield this year, and those got both pushed back to early next year. So pushed, I think yeah. I think everything kind of got shifted after those two got delayed. But I mean, like, yeah, I mean, Fable you know to me like we you know we're talking about those prestigious titles like the titles that come to mind for me that are going to be that are starfield fable hell hellblade 2 for some cinematic reason i have no idea what that game plays like but i mean that trailer they showed off did look did look incredible i don't know if it plays incredible so i i, I don't know i think that's just that's just my my feel on it is like they're just waiting until they have a structured pipeline of stuff that they can just release and it says all right we can firmly say every 12 months here's our roadmap for the 12 months and go because they have and they have so many studios now like they have to be getting close to that point and it's been what three four years now since they made these acquisitions mm-hmm. well two years for <laughs> yeah plus but but starfield and all that was in development years ago so sure sure yeah yeah um yeah, it's it, it, it oh, does no because it, uh, it like what you're everything you're saying makes sense, but like the the opposite possibility also exists is that because they have all of these studios and like it's under like one roof, like maybe they're starting to do that thing where like you're multitasking too much and so nothing is getting done right. I don't, I don't know. I would like, look. Like I would. I would time, attention, resources. I would look at Obsidian as like they're their pony right now of like here's how it should be i mean they've released they're going to release three games in the span of two years <laughs> i mean that's the plan but like ha- ever since the xbox acquisition what have they released that has been like under that banner what is what like uh, like ever since the acquisition like they because they were working on something which i'm blanking on right now Avowed? just before that Avowed. and like, they allowed them to release it no, no, no. Uh, something that was uh, actually. Wait, you're talking about released. Obsidian? So Obsidian was working. They Obsidian, did yeah. Outer Wild or Outer Worlds too. Outer Wilds. Yeah, it was Outer. Outer, outer Worlds was private. Yeah. So division. they were doing Outer Wilds, Outer Worlds. That's private division. That's not Obsidian. No, that's it's Obsidian. published by Private Division. Right, right. Yeah. So that's that's what I mean. So like that was a project that was started just before the acquisition, but the stuff that they supposedly have been working on since getting acquired, none of that has come out. Yeah, and has, the same can be said for uh, any Pentiment, of the other Pentiment, Pentiment, might, Pentiment might have been. Pentiment and Grounded are both out. Grounded was after the acquisition, yeah. too. No, Grounded was being developed way before the acquisition. Not that far. They released yeah, it I'm, I'm not sure about Grounded. But Pentiment, might, Pentiment grounded. might be the only one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Pentiment, Pentiment, Pentiment might be the only one that since. Yeah, and like, and that's a much smaller scale game. Like, that's not going to pull them out of this hole of like first party trouble or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I know it's reviewing great, but. That's just, it's not, it's not a good example as to what Microsoft that's well, that's game that preaches to the choir. Well, that's that's yeah, kind of what I've been saying, though, is yeah. half the studios they acquired had just all released games, and now they're being asked to make all these big, massive AAA projects that take three to four years at the most. I mean, at, at the least. So how many years? Without delays. Like, what's what's that counter? We're, we're, at, we're at, like, the three to four year mark. Are we at the three to four year right for, now? For some of these games, yeah. <laughs> This just I just have deja vu. We've just we've had this conversation. We have this conversation. Yeah, that's, that's how I feel. I feel like we have it every six months. And in my gig before this, I've ha- I've been having this conversation since like 2014. Well, yeah, since I, since that fucking <laughs> uh, what was Recore? Remember Recore? I've been having this conversation. Yeah, since I mean, yeah. They, they, I mean, they pretty much canceled a whole slate of exclusives at that time. 
you know, I get to play scalebound. scalebound. I got to move the dragons. Do you think those dragons are coming back? No, I I think everybody no. has rose. Oh, that attitude. They're not going rose, to. rose tinted glasses for scalebound. The original trailer did that game oh, never got, looked good. Yeah, like it, got it never looked good. It, it never bad. looked good. It got canceled because it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I know I'm getting a lot of flack for this. Um, Platinum makes more bad games than good games. No, I agree like, with you. You might be right. <laughs> I no, know. I think at this point you might be right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like they that bayonetta. They keep doing this bayonetta. They gotta get out of this bayonetta thing. I don't want bayonetta. Me? Just give me beautiful Joe and give me Okami. Just yeah. Where's let... well? No, Capcom still owns Beautiful Joe, right? No one. No one yeah, can yeah, own Beautiful Joe. He, he's beyond. <laughs> he's he's moved past the concept of ownership. He's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah so I mean, I'm I, 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 like again, Game Pass is bad. Like I'm not. I'm not ready to like throw my Xbox at a wall also because that would be insane because that was a lot of money. That would be just a lot of money yeah, to throw it against the wall. Um, and still, even if someone asks me, like I have friends who ask me, uh, uh, you know, which uh, which console of these two should I buy? And like Switch kind of doesn't count because Switch is like, if you're only going to have one, you probably shouldn't just have the Switch. Um, but I, I have a hard time picking which one because, you know, PlayStation has the higher ceiling but I think Xbox just if you just want a huge swath of things like Xbox is there. I think like Xbox yeah, is the yeah, yeah. average video game I consumer feel, would probably benefit more from an Xbox than a PlayStation. I, but yeah, I feel like every time they're going to hear that they should get a PlayStation because of their prestige. They're going to think uh-huh. that is the better console because PlayStation just floods the market with this idea of they are prestigious. They are the better because of these high quality games that average Joe probably won't even like or care about like. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, you know, I feel like every time like we... I have a cousin who was asking me over thanks. I'm sorry. Uh, I have a cousin who was asking me over Thanksgiving what he should get because he was eyeing a PS5. And I'm like, well, what do you want to play? He told me Madden. I was like, you should probably just get an Xbox because if you get the, the Game Pass thing, they have the EA Plus thing that's attached to that. You just get that game. He was like, yeah, but all my friends have a PS5. <laughs> he just wanted a PS5. He didn't care about the logic. He just wanted a PS5. That's what he was going to get regardless of what I was going to tell him. Yeah. And it's because of prestige. Well, I, I we we say prestige, but also like I feel like every stream I've had with everybody here is like, yeah, I haven't touched my PS5 this year until God of War Ragnarok came out. I I very rarely turn. Yeah, my, I, I very, I, my numbers my are so. Yeah, low. I, I, I barely play my. <laughs> I played less PS5 this year than I played all of uh, than uh, in the previous year. My time spent playing uh, Marvel's Avengers on PlayStation. <laughs> I looked at those numbers. My Marvel's Avengers numbers were higher than my total PlayStation numbers because I played Elden Ring on Xbox. Um, you know, I think like I think my second most played PlayStation game of the year was Stray, <laughs> and that game was three hours long. <laughs> All right, God of War, I put like forty-five hours in, and then I think Stray had three hours. Yeah, I don't know, like. I, I will say, like, yeah, I, I do choose to use my PS, like, play my PS5 for like more of my single player titles these days just because i like the controller more for for those games with the rumble feedback and everything but or the haptic feedback but yeah i mean like both i think both i think like just we're maybe discounting the pandemic a little bit and how that slowed a lot of things down but uh no i heard the pandemic was over <laughs> yeah but I, I don't know like looking at the 2023 lineup aside from like xbox not communicating that we still don't have like a redfall release date which kind of blows my mind we don't have a Starfield release date. We don't have a Forza release date. Like, I, I'm kind of, I'm very much with you, Marty. That like, I feel like they looked at the June event and that was very focused on everything coming to Xbox. Dates, 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 dates. I feel like almost everything in that thing had a date for this year that was coming out this year. 
And then they had like the 2023 dates for other stuff because it was all within the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. I feel like if they do that again at the mm-hmm. start of the year and like the next six months we get release dates and then beyond that you get this stuff's coming past for the holiday season and into next year and you just keep that cycle going. Yeah. And, and like, that's, how you, uh, that's how you install confidence in me, at least when I see like a firm date and then I look back at it at the end of the year like I am right now and it's like, yep, you hit all those dates. Good. I like it. You just keep, <laughs> you just keep talking about your firm dates and I just want to do a hubba hubba. <laughs> uh, they're also really good at, again, like slotting in these like kind of like micro Game Pass events for mm-hmm. things like all the Persona games are coming to Game Pass. That's great. Like if they announce, you know, there's been uh, some, some, uh, like ESRB leaking stuff of the the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters, the Final Fantasy one through six, like mm-hmm. finally coming to things that aren't PC and uh, and mobile. And if those, I feel like those could be a thing where they're like, and they're coming, they're coming to everything, including Game Pass. And like these would be these little things that like every time I get one of those, I just am immediately like, oh, it's fine. You can push that shitty space game down like another, another six months. That's fine. <laughs> uh, even though I am very, I'm, I'm very excited for this shitty space game. I also very, I very much want the, I just want to be Indiana Jones. I just want to whip things. <laughs> uh, weird fetish, but who am I? That's the Indiana Jones thing. They're Nazis. It's fine. Oh no, the fetish got weirder. <laughs> it's, it's an even weirder fetish. <laughs> so we the fetish got weirder by firm dates. Um... <laughs> Uh, I, also, I also think like Xbox maybe just doesn't need to do the long marketing hype cycles anymore when you do have Game Pass and it's like you want to try it go try it you know like I don't yeah because like none of them I feel like the most marketing I've seen for a game was for one of their games and obviously it's because you know their, their release schedule is really light this year but like as far as like just pre-release marketing I feel like the most I saw was for Grounded. I don't think I saw anything for grounded. Really, I, I feel like I got trailers for that all the time. No, I feel like it, it doesn't count. But Deathloop was like the last Microsoft thing that I feel like I saw trailered to high hell. Mm. Um, but mm. yeah, I mean, I imagine Starfield's going to be the same. Like Starfield, I think they're expecting, you know, they're expecting Fallout numbers. Probably not Skyrim numbers, but Fallout numbers. Um, yeah, I'm super. I'm super curious to see like how quick like what the jump is for game pass subscribers when the next big Bethesda launches on there. That's going to be an interesting moment of time for them. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's also yeah. why, like, I think they can't, I really like they're going to, they're going to delay it again if they have to, to get that thing polished. Because like, I feel like that's, if you really set in a bad state on game pass, you not only hurt Starfield, but you also hurt your overall game pass subscribers. Can Bethesda polish your game? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> the game, the Can Bethesda Polishing Game Challenge. Because yeah, I, I feel like, because I feel like the idea of Microsoft backing helping with that polish has kind of like fallen away. Like I think that was the the thing was like, oh, with Microsoft's help, they'll finally be able to release a super polished game. And it's like, well, Halo wasn't super polished. Yeah, and I feel like Halo's more of anything else. Out yeah, of the three three four three is like, I mean, the whole studio is run by contractors basically, and it, like the fact that that thing is what it is now is because they're reforming that studio completely so i don't you know i don't i don't really i mean that's, be... that's gotta bode well for the next halo update <laughs> well i mean they just they literally just cleared <laughs> out like the whole executive team there bonnie ross is gone and uh the lead designers uh, um, lead multiplayer designer just left like they pretty much they're bringing in a whole new team for the game for whatever they they're just, doing next it's just uh they should do uh halo anime they're they they did, did. Halo Legends. Was that an anime? Yeah. That exists. 
Yeah, and it was good. It was, Way yeah, better than the, the live action. <laughs> yeah, it was actually really cool. That's one anime like thing I did. You just brought that to my attention. That's a, that's another like feather in Sony's cap is that they can turn their freaking video games into successful looking multimedia. Like it's already movies. Like <laughs> it's going to gonna look even worse in a month <laughs> when The Last of Us comes out to rave reviews and everyone is comparing its you know its Rotten Tomato score against Halos. <laughs> Like Halo, gonna, yeah, like it's gonna look like the rod. It's like gonna look like the Metacritic the scores of the Last of Us and Halo. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, like the general not, public is gonna hear like, oh, this is just a PlayStation thing that's better than an Xbox thing. Well, I guess PlayStation is better than an Xbox, and like Microsoft is gonna see that on the back end when people decide to go buy a thing. Yeah, yeah and they just uh, they, oh, they I think just you said it earlier. Amazon Prime picked <laughs> up the picked up the God of War show with uh, the lead writers being two guys from uh, the Expanse. So. Granted, showrunner is a showrunner from the Wheel of Time, which I can, that's not great. No, none of the people. Uh, that show's all right. Yeah, none of the people that they're putting on these shows sound like fits for these shows. I'm the Expanse. Expanse is good. I mean, the Expanse people can do anything, as far as I'm concerned. They those made, are, yeah, those well, aren't yeah. the Expanse people. Those aren't the same guys. <laughs> it was right. It was two lead writers on the Expanse. It wasn't the creators of the Expanse, but two lead writers yeah, on the show. I, yeah, I know. But they're not writing the show. They're directing. Oh, the that, show. That, that whole team is godly. I'm sorry. That the, the expanse can do no wrong in my mind. <laughs> Lampy says maybe Halo just isn't a good story, which I don't want to do this in front of Nick. Nick, if you want to close your ears, because I'm going to tell Lampy, Lampy, right? <laughs> I'm looking at the band. Halo's, not a good, it's, Halo's a good multiplayer right game. Me. I'm sorry that fucking guilty spark. I, here. I, honestly, I disagree. I think, but to be fair, I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen the Halo TV show. But I'm the Halo TV show isn't even the story. Is a story. It's a, their own there. story. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's a fucking it's split timeline. Right? <laughs> they just gotta. They gotta put effort into Still it. Don't idiot for buying. Oh. It's fine. Why? <laughs> you you've seen <laughs> this? Don't act like you're surprised. This is why your dog shits in your room? It, it's yeah. He does. He sees that and goes <laughs> that's <laughs> like that. that. Yeah. He's, He's a dog critic. Yeah. Oh my god, dog critic would be really good. That should be new. I don't want. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear from the Nintendo guy over here. <laughs> okay. First off, you buy every. I'm gonna get to that in a second. Eric, thank you so much for joining Tip Jar and uh, King is dead or uh, King dead. King is dead. Oh no, the king is dead. Uh, with a two dollar dono, said two dollar for Nick's dogs who are conspiring against him. Uh, I I do think <laughs> this is this is possibly what's going on. Um, but the, this kind of the segue from here, I want to be I want to get you guys' take. If you had to give a letter grade in the American grading system to how Microsoft, how uh, PlayStation, and how or Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo did this year, what 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 kind of a letter grade would you give them? And just to we are, we already talked about how. Um, relatively disappointing uh, Xbox was this year. Uh, PlayStation kicked off the year with uh, Rising Forbidden West. We got Gran Turismo 7, uh, MLB The Show, The Last of Us Part 1, and God of War Ragnarok. And then uh, Nintendo uh, pretty much had consistent releases throughout the year with uh, Pokemon Legends, Kirby, uh, Nintendo Switch Sports, Xenoblade Chronicles, Splatoon, Mario Rabbids, uh, Bayonetta 3, and then Pokemon again to close out the year. Um, what would you? How would you rank the three okay. of them, and what, what grades would you give them, out of curiosity? I would give Nintendo an A because I feel like I played more. I, I played quite a few of those exclusives this year, and I haven't gotten to Pokemon yet, but I want to. Uh, I would give Microsoft a D, not my D, just the D. <laughs> not my <laughs> D, Jesus. <laughs> and then I'd give Sony a C, but I have. To, I do have to say, like on Sony's part, though, like I, I, I think I'm. I might be burning out on their games a little bit. Like I, I. 
like God of War Ragnarok, I really enjoy, but I've like already kind of stopped thinking about where I didn't do that with God of War 2018. And I've said before, like also enjoyed Horizon Forbidden West, but I didn't think about it the moment I stopped playing it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. I, like their, their formula. I really want them to see them do something new because their formula of like really cinematic or like these open world, you know, icon based games are kind of, kind of grating on me at this point. And also like, the only and the only reason like Sony's games didn't do that for me before when they've done the open world stuff because like the writing was really good and so like when you have like because I really like Ghost of Tsushima's writing was fantastic I really enjoyed the entire story uh say what you will about Days Gone I like the story and I thought the writing was quite well on that good in that too you know what I will say about Days Gone is that the woke the wokearati just couldn't handle <laughs> a gruff biker looking at his girlfriend's ass <laughs> That's all I'm I wish say. I wish that guy would shut up because like that game that game is isn't bad <laughs> like and also like I like the story between Deacon and Sarah like it I like these games that are very centrally focused on two characters and like him finding his wife was a nice story and the back half of the game kind of sucked but whatever uh you know Ratchet and Clank though like I, I don't remember anything out of that story either Pretty good. Pretty good. Right around E3. Shouldn't yeah. it come out around E3? Don't put That's a true. don't put a game out this year. Hey, everyone who's releasing a game like two weeks before E3 this year, stop it. Except <laughs> Nintendo, you can you can do it. Was <laughs> you don't gotta stop anything, Zelda. You're doing great. But, I hope you clear up that kingdom. Uh, so so if if I was gonna give letter grades, it's gonna sound weird, but I would give Microsoft and Sony the same grade. They, I think they would both get a B. Uh, <laughs> because like. A, because they're they're kind of excelling in different areas where the other is like kind of failing hard. Like, <laughs> what are you laughing like at? Microsoft, uh, I said excelling at both sucking this year, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> like like niggas just giggling like a, a small child under his breath. But but it'll like like Microsoft is like providing so much value with like their offerings on Game Pass all throughout the year. Like there's good quality stuff there. But like their big promises are completely falling flat on their face because like they're they're just being covered in dust by like the glow that is Sony's first party stable. So while F- Sony, on the other hand, is you know knocking it out of the park in terms of uh, making people feel like they they made a worthwhile investment in their console who are into their particular brand of first party quality games. On the other hand, they raised the price of their console. They otherwise kind of don't seem to give a damn about the value for their customers like like sony is kind of in their own ballpark in terms of like they're like they have a really big head and they, they have for a long time now and like i i personally don't like their business plans in this regard like it, it's very unfriendly to uh hardcore gamers i feel like mm-hmm. uh but yeah, nintendo I... on the other hand b plus because they <laughs> they continue to do well despite not caring about anything on the planet they canceled they canceled that uh, Smash tournament, or they or said that they didn't cancel that Smash I like, tournament. I, I, like, I like how their wording was almost like a mafia boss. Like all I'm saying is, yeah, we can't help you if something goes wrong. <laughs> like, and then they released another Pokemon game that was that wasn't enough. Like a new Pokemon game. Like some people were saying, like you know, they finally started to do something great, but it was like half broken on launch, and like it took them like two and a half weeks or something to acknowledge it at all. Oh, and they did that with two Pokemon so, games this year. <laughs> Oh right, yeah, that was that was a whole other Pokemon game that they also released this year. Yeah, um, which is like, they, they, they just take a step back and like this, reevaluate some of their stuff, but it, but it, they actually don't because people bought it. 
yeah, and some idiots only put 90 minutes into it and haven't touched it again. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd be somewhere. I like Nintendo as a B plus. I like uh, Sony. I, I think I would go like C plus for Sony, and then um, if I'm doing Game Pass for Microsoft, A plus. If I'm doing Microsoft first party games, I'm probably I'm probably giving them Nick D. <laughs> so congrats, Nick D. <laughs> doing it again. It's a lot of um, usage. A lot of usage. Yeah. <laughs> congrats. <laughs> My game of the year is Nick D. Uh, Andrew Rightwinner also with a two dollar uh, donation said uh, for the next funding goal uh, for the next goal refunding Nick's Halo Steel book. Wait, are you you're trying to? And there's still time. Take it to Walmart. Or whatever. To Walmart. Didn't you say there's like that secret plan? Walmart. You... Yeah, I can take it to Walmart. <laughs> it's unopened. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'll, and I'll, use it to buy an, I'll use it to buy and an Xbox exclusive it. that came out this year. Oh, wait. You could buy a, you could buy a, a, year, a month's supply of Game Pass so you can get Pentiment. <laughs> I'll, buy, I'll buy six more Halo Infinite Steelbooks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah and, uh, a terrible investment. This is a very bad investment. And Lampy with a five pound donut said, Marty, how's your current secret project disguising yourself as Nick's new dog been going? I don't like the idea that I'm like, it was going to be like Wilfred, like wearing like, remember that show, Wilfred? Elijah Wood? And you kept seeing like the imaginary yes. dog? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah. What? Clifford or Wilfred? It was a man in a dog costume. Oh, no, Wilfred. Oh, Wilfred and Clifford so. are different. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. there was multiple things made about dogs, Nick. Really? There was? I yeah. thought there was only one called Dog Soldiers. That, was, that wasn't even about dogs. That was about werewolves. They're still dogs. There's a show called Dog Soldiers about no, werewolves. No, no, it's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. Also, werewolves like, aren't still dogs. What are you talking about? They're, they're, they're soldiers for that matter. We're not having this debate. They're dogs. Werewolves are they dogs? Look, they look like, like a dog. They shit dogs? like a dog. They eat people like dogs. shits like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> not until you see my dogs. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, do you even know what a dog is? Nick? I don't. Where's J Mate? He knows what a we're, dog we're is. Back to, yeah, we're back to J Mate all over again. Oh, no, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> come, come full uh, circle. Time, he time to shut this. everything down. Yeah, Stick of the Garden says cat shit like dog. Everything with a four lion shit like dogs. Um, Speaking of shits like dogs, Nick, what are you even playing? <laughs> And that's an interesting segue. Uh, I have been playing a lot of Marvel's Midnight Suns. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're our number one real-time strategy tactics boy now. Between I guess. Mario plus Rabbids and, and this. Fuck, I still have to finish Mario plus Rabbids. I keep forgetting. <laughs> yeah, you should only be playing one real-time tactics. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm playing like four different games and it's driving me nuts. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing a, Mar- a lot of Marvel's Midnight Suns. Uh, I really love the combat system in it. And I think I agree with like pretty much all the reviews that have kind of said the same thing that my biggest complaint, um, at least with the gameplay side of things, is like there's no verticality to the combat. It's like all in these flat pane or flat planes, and there's not, you know, there's objects to kind of utilize it within the spaces. Um, so the only, it's like a really really fun combat system, and when you have the deck building aspect of it, which is not, it's not annoying at all. Like I'm not spending a lot of time in menus, which was what I was concerned about with that type of game, where I was gonna have to be in there upgrading stuff all the time. But the general loop is like you spend a lot of time in the Abbey talking to the Marvel characters, getting to know them, you know, doing kind of like 
these daily quests where you go upgrade a card, you do a combat train, you get XP, you upgrade other things. Take them on a picnic. Yeah, you can take them on a picnic. You can you can go bathe with them in the swimming pool. <laughs> like it's 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 kind of it's kind of weird. We're not, we're not bathing. Yeah. You're, you're swimming together. <laughs> they're not even swimming. They're just sitting there. <laughs> but it's not like they're both like they're dirty. Sunbathing. They're also, chilling. if you go in the swimming pool when you're dirty, you fuck it up. You can't be doing that. You got to go in clean. Uh, well, yeah, you're supposed to take a shower before that you pre-shower. Do that. I don't know. Take that pre-shower, Doctor Strange. I don't know what superheroes do. They're out there beating up people. They probably got slapped. I thought you were going to say beating off, and I was like, uh, "What I mean, are they doing? In, what are they doing are, at your abbey?" There are a lot of closed doors in the abbey. I don't know what everybody's doing. Uh, anyway, the general loop is: you stick around the abbey, you do all your upgrades, you go do combat, you come back, you unlock more cards, and you talk with people. You keep building XP and friendship with them, which all feeds back into the combat loop. And it's kind of like one of those really addicting kind of loops where everything you do has a purpose. It's not just extra shit. It all feeds back into making your characters more powerful and <laughs> lending your, uh, you know, when you go into the battles and being up to par with where you need to be uh, to do those battles and not get your ass so, wiped. Fire, fire Emblem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I fire haven't, emblem. I haven't played much. Yeah, fire everyone, everyone's been playing Fire Emblem. Yeah, I, like yeah, but that's exactly what you're describing. That that loop of be like listen to all these conversations and actually start to care about these characters, mm -hmm. and then that actually helps them in the fight because you know who likes who, uh, who wants to do who. You actually guide their their training because they'll ask you questions like, "Hey, I'm thinking about becoming a Pegasus Knight. What do you think? You know what? I think that's a good fit for you and your personality. All of a sudden, you got a Pegasus Knight on your squad, like." Yeah. That is super engaging on like a mm -hmm. a personal and gameplay level. Yeah, and then the, yeah, uh, Marvel the, is copying that. Good on them. Well, and the and the deck building aspect is what really sells it for me because I don't. I guess I've just become a really big fan of deck building games over this year. You know, with Slay the Spire, Monster Train, and all that. Um, so the constant unlocking unlocking of new abilities where it's not just a menu item, kind of like you know, in a lot of our JRPGs where you you can kind of sync them with a lot of it's like syncing with other characters so like blade can get one that makes characters bleed and then you can use another ability to like teamwork together to kind of maximize the the damage on these things mm -hmm. and so that that kind of gets addicting in that way um but overall like i'm, I'm enjoying it a lot the only thing I, i'm not huge on is like the character interactions which is a huge part of the game I just think all the voice acting for it is bad. <laughs> and Which also, is weird because there's a lot of really good voice actors in it. The only, um, the I only, agree that a lot of it falls flat. The only voice actor I like is Blade. I think Blade's voice actor is perfect. The rest of them are yeah. kind of... Uh, well, it's actually, funny because Spider-Man is voiced by Yuri you know? Lowenthal, who yeah, voiced Spider-Man in the yeah, game. Blade, so like, Blade, Yuri, and the Caretaker, like the three voices that I've noticed that are really, really good. The rest are really... But also like the hunter is just like i yahtzee pointed out in his zp review where like everybody's like making you the important person and like you're supposed to be like everybody's best friend and they're all sucking up to you it's really weird i almost kind of i was thinking about it today and i almost feel like a better way to do this would have had to like you are the caretaker and you're sending them out on missions and like you have to make these tough choices for the superheroes and not like the chosen one kind of angle that they went with like I almost yeah. wish I was playing as the uh -huh. caretaker in that regard, because then my actions would feel more, I don't know, impactful. How how come nobody told me Michael Jai White was yeah. the most in this real game? good Blade, right? Yeah, <laughs> he, he should he should have played Blade in a 
like when the Marvel uh, MCU first started off. Like it's too late now. No, he's but when they first got into he, it, they should have rebooted Blade. He should have been cool like, kicks in his fifties and sixties. Uh, but yeah, I think I gotta play this game now just because Michael Jai White is playing. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I use Blade in like all my all my encounters. He's such a good character. Yeah, he, he's also got like a straight up hard on for Captain Marvel, and it's hilarious. <laughs> and you, there's like a scene where like you literally call him out on it, and he's like, "Shut up, I don't want to talk to you anymore." <laughs> Isn't her powers like the same powers as like the sun? And Blade is like a vampire. <laughs> Walking daylight. That's really strange that that's who he has his crush on. <laughs> she, she, she goes binary and his like skin starts melting. Well, off. he like literally one of the very first lines in the game is like questioning him, like, how are you out in the sun? And he explains it. It's like one of the very first questions that's answered. That's <laughs> very nonchalant. Kids these days, they yeah, I mean, yeah, don't know who Blade is. Yeah. You have to teach kids who Blade is. But yeah, they got they got a learner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, I yeah, I, I really like it. I think even if you're not into like XCOM or anything you put you'll probably end up liking this game it's just uh-huh. it's just got that really nice core loop um that i think anybody can get into also it's not like it's not anywhere near as challenging as XCOM. uh like XCOM, no. XCOM can get really really fucking tough even on early, or normal difficulties so how, so how challenging like on a scale of XCOM to uh mario plus rabbits I'd say uh, oh, where where does Marvel's Midnight Suns land? I would say it's a, it's a step above Marvel's Midnight Sun. I mean, uh, Mario Rabbids. So it's like in, in between those two. Okay, but like a very like large gap between like there's Mario, there's Marvel Midnight Suns, and then there's XCOM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm right, really Gear Tactics is stupid hard. I, I don't know how, how much you spent with that, but that yeah, I, I, I finished very... that. Yeah, I finished that too. So yeah, okay. So I put Mario Rabbids, Marvel's Minute Sons, Gears Tactics, XCOM. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, it, and, it's, and it's really because like I think XCOM just has a lot more mechanical depth than both of these games, and the deck building aspect really makes this a lot more accessible. Mechanics. Yeah, XCOM. <laughs> yeah, like you're not gonna miss. You can't miss your attacks, and there's a completely free movement system, so it's not. There's no like movement points, mm-hmm. you know. You're just in an arena, but there's no. Wait, you wait. Wait till they uh, patch in permadeath into Mario Plus Rabbids. <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. If you lose Rabbit Peach, that, that's the real game is spice for you. <laughs> in Fire Emblems. Yeah. The permadeath. Like they should. They should port that over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you... I guess Nintendo has done it with that. I don't think they're going to be willing to like let Yoshi die in your arms. <laughs> <laughs> If you, uh, yeah, if you lose, if you lose Rabbit Peach and Mario Rabbit, you're pretty much fucked for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I, I, someone... go ahead. Uh, I also started the Callisto Protocol, uh, which I'm having a good time with. I read some of the reviews. I think a lot of the reviews just did not understand the combat system. Uh, not to say that it's a good, perfect combat system. I really do not like how they do dodging. So basically, how you have to do dodging in the Callisto Protocol, because it plays very similar to Dead Space, aside from that it's more melee-focused combat. A lot of it's melee-focused combat. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is dodging is like, you're looking at the animations of the enemies, and so if an enemy is swimming with, swinging through right arm, right, you got to dodge to the to the right. Or their left arm, you got to dodge to the right. Anyways, um, but you basically do that by by flicking the stick at the right time, and there's like no timing window either, so there's no like slow down and then dodge. It's just you have to see it and then dodge. And it's fine when you're fighting one-on-one, but whenever there's multiple enemies in a room, it's incredibly frustrating because they will hit you and you can't dodge mm-hmm. everybody at once. 
And they really should not have done a system like that. They should have just done a block and parry system and been done with it. That whatever they tried to do here to make it more cinematic or whatever with this weaving and ducking thing is just, I hate it. I hate yeah, that part. Yeah, it, it sounds, from everything I've, I've read, it sounds like fucking punch out which is yeah, strange like a weird is. a weird thing <laughs> but also if it gets frustrating like to me frustration is the number one killer of of tension and fear in a horror game I, and like the second i become frustrated in something this is that's when like like the 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 curtain goes up and like i can see through the code and i'm no longer scared of this thing i'm just angry at it it, it it's not even it's not even close to being as scary as dead space uh there's just too much going on for it's more of an action adventure game really i don't like they keep they keep billing it as a horror game. They really should just be billing it as like an action adventure thing because I am not scared at all. Dead Space I can go back to now and still be scared by it. Close protocol, I'm not scared at all. Do you think the game will improve with twenty additional death animations? <laughs> no, I don't. I will say the death animations are incredible. Like I, I and the graphics are incredible in that game, but yeah, like I haven't really been itching to run back to it to continue playing it like I have Marvel Midnight Suns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also like I, I'm kind of waiting for them to patch it because I have a really weird glitch that's really bothering me um, all the voice acting works in the game except over the radio and it's kind of a funny glitch so like somebody will be speaking him to the speaking to him through the radio but I can't hear it and he does so he's just talking to like nobody on my screen <laughs> I kind of like that <laughs> but I'm maybe also, you're just, but maybe I'm also, they're just going insane I, he might be I, that's kind of how I've gone with it but I felt like I was going insane it's I immersive. Like insane it's not it's immersive. There you go. <laughs> uh, Andrew Wright winner with a $2 donation. Thank you so much. Said, who's your favorite couples to pair in Fire Emblem Three Houses? I mean, my favorite, wait, to pair is just me and people, right? That's what you mean by couples. Yeah, you you can't like, pair other people. <laughs> you Match, can't. Playing matchmaker. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can. Well, there's like in one of the Fire Emblem games, can't you like force uh, people to like procreate in like one of the other ones? <laughs> that's fates right yeah i think so yeah and then three ounces is the only one yeah i think in fates so. yeah yeah Cre- know, breeding uh, grounds uh, for humans <laughs> pretty much yeah it's pretty yes. much like pokemon but they're but they're people <laughs> people people mon uh yeah no it's byleth and everyone byleth gets around byleth and edelgard byleth and dimitri byleth and claude byleth and any of the buff boys does nintendo know this is in their game I think, yeah, I, I think. <laughs> yeah. Hidden mechanic. Yeah. Uh, hidden mechanic. Uh, well, of course you can. I mean, you can like pair them as in like make them go on little dates and stuff. Like that's that's nice when two people are like getting little coffees. I like cool. that. A little tea in the courtyard. Um, and then uh, Lampy with a five pound donation said, Nick, if you're enjoying Midnight Suns, you might enjoy Jump Force. It's basically the same game. Isn't Jump Force like a shonen fighting game? Am I insane? Yeah, that is not at all the same game. <laughs> Jump Force oh, is also a terrible uh, shonen fighting game. I also uh, only like Marvel's Midnight Suns because that, I like the Marvel games. I can't really get into Marvel TV shows or movies anymore. <laughs> the games have all been pretty good. I'm, uh, <laughs> I've been pretty happy with all the besides Marvel's Avengers, but even the story mode in that wasn't terrible. Also, the whole game wasn't terrible. 100, 150 hours. I wouldn't. I wouldn't possibly waste that much time into something that was bad, right? Right. Mm. right don't even answer casey just let right? him just let him wonder right let him figure that out for himself uh and this is how i die um <laughs> i've been playing a couple things so i'm like three hours in the high on life what a weird game what a weird game how did it, who, start who, it. how did anyone make this thing it is the strangest thing i don't even know what to i can't compare it to anything it is other than it's just a playable like seven hour episode of, of rick and morty it will 100 percent if you like rick and morty 
I recommend this game. If you don't like Rick and Morty, n- never boot this game up. Ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever. Like its humor is just 100% the speed of Rick and Morty. But it's the weirdest. It's like the game is simultaneously like an incredibly immersive and beautiful shooter. And then mechanically just weird and janky and like it feels like it should be an adventure game yes good weird i'm like enthralled by it after three hours seconds it's very (laughs) it's very strange to me and my my uh um uh like temperature on rick and morty is kind of hit or miss like i enjoyed the first couple seasons and haven't watched it in the last so whatever five years six years Mm -hmm. um but there's something about this that just feels so different than any game I've ever played. And I actually like the, like the constant banter and dialogue and the constant like remarks and observations that your gun makes so far. Have it's been, good like, if it's incre- written well. It's yeah, incredible. I mean, yeah. if you edit again, it's the writing of Rick and Morty yeah. and the, the voice of Rick and Morty. Well, so isn't it, like- isn't it more improv than writing? Like, isn't like a lot of that stuff that he's saying is kind of Justin Roiland's stream of consciousness. <laughs> a lot of it like is like a scenario and how he reacts to it. And that almost feels like how much of this game is that like he reacted to stuff and then they built the game around it. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, again, if you like, if you like Rick and Morty, I could not recommend this game enough, especially because it's on game pass. Um, but, and mechanically, I guess the thing that reminds me the most of is, uh, uh, odd world strangers wrath, which mm-hmm. I've brought up before, which is a game that like sort of straddles between a like, um, adventure game and, a and a light shooter where like the, every shot sort of matters, like depending on like the, you know, because in, in, uh, strangers wrath, your ammo was these like little critters you would find in the environment. And that's kind of how it feels here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. After after a few hours, I've, I've really been digging it, and more so than I thought I would actually. Uh, okay. And and I also played the demo for Season. Do you guys do you guys know yeah. what Season is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new game for yeah. the people that made the Darwin <laughs> Project. That. Yeah, which was a, <laughs> yeah. I don't. Uh, that didn't last very long. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it wasn't bad. So um, let me let me pop the link in here. Uh, they released a demo on. It's coming to PlayStation. Uh, and PC at the end of January, and they play, They just released a demo on PlayStation. I don't know if it's still there, but I was playing it on PS5. Uh, and it's this. It's it's uh, a game that's set in like a like a a, a, a serene post-apocalypse, um, and you play this character who is like bi- like bicycling around this strange kind of fantastical take on our world that clearly like time has moved past and nature has overgrown and you're um like jotting down observate like you're you're listening to audio and jotting down observations to piece together what the world was like beforehand and who the characters were like in this town beforehand but then when you move from place to place you you hop on your bicycle and turns into this like little open world like big lonely like shadow of the colossus if it had ghibli vibes uh, at the very end of it, it has the uh, you got on a bike and you get yeah, a little taste for that. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I, I also played the demo uh, at the end of Wishlist uh, with Frost. Oh, okay, nice. The season demo, and yeah, like I wanted to experience the bike stuff because like the in town stuff was like it was very meandery, but like yeah. I know that that's a section of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was a really beautiful uh, like that that section where like she puts in the the recording of someone. I'm assuming it's like maybe a father figure. And like he just kind of gives her like this kind of meditative mantra. Yeah. Like I like we were in the middle of a stream and that still like kind of touched me. I'm like, yeah. wow. 
and I was really excited to kind of see what happened after that. But then that's when the demo ended. So it's like it was really good. That was actually a really good demo because I was really excited to see what else was more. But like um, I was hoping there was a little more after that. But yeah, the, you get on the bike and then it, it kind of ends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm assuming the bike stuff is a is a bigger part of the open world stuff because from what I've read in like other yeah, like all the trailers really kind of focus on the bike. Yeah, yeah, where you do the biking like from kind of node to node, and then you get off the bike and you um, experience everything. But um, yeah, I really like this. This has potential to be one of those like early standout indie games of of uh, the year. It's it's definitely a you know an acquired taste if you like the non combat like meandering. It's a pretty good word, honestly, to describe it. Um, Death Stranding likes. Uh, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I mean, honestly, speaking of Death Stranding, guys, I'm so excited for Death Stranding. I mean, isn't that isn't just a walking simulator, a Death Stranding like? Uh, I mean, a literal a walking simulator. simulator. <laughs> yeah, Death Stranding like a, a, a quite, a quite literally mechanic. simulates walking. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, Death Stranding is so good. I, 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 haven't, I, I, haven't, I haven't even no, finished Death Stranding, and I get annoyed when people call it a walking simulator because I'm like, there's a lot of gameplay in there. <laughs> No, I think it's the only game that is truly like yeah. that and Quop are the only true walking simulators. <laughs> yeah, like, other walking simulators are just narrative walks. Yeah, those are just like <laughs> yeah. fucking haunting simulators where you're just a ghost wandering through a place. This is like <laughs> the pain yeah, in like, the ass it is to walk through slippery grass down slope. Like a, a heady narrative adventure game. Like that's that's what that sort of thing it's is. The, it's the only game I've played where I really felt like I was going on a true adventure. <laughs> like where I had a destination and I had to think about how to get there and not just follow a waypoint. I, I think yeah. you might, you should try it, Casey. You might find that you like it. Unless you hate happiness. If you hate happiness and you won't like Death Stranding. I want to try it. I just, I just know I won't like it. <laughs> Okay. Like, that's <laughs> what if I told like, you? I know I won't like. What it. if I told you you get to throw your dead mom in a nuclear and blow her up? I don't think that is a selling <laughs> point at all. Yeah, is that a is that a, supposed to be a plus? <laughs> I don't know. I I felt I felt super intense <laughs> feelings about carrying is my mom up. Supposed to be a plus. <laughs> carrying uh, my mom up a hill where she explodes into a nuclear bomb. Yeah, uh, that's just what happens to the dead in that game, right? That's just a strand-like <laughs> event. Yeah, yeah, shit happens. Um, and then I'm uh, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, a couple of indies that just came out that I want to start jamming through this weekend. Little Gator game, which I think yes. we're gonna have a review for soon Tomorrow. from Will, and then uh, Wave Tail, which I think we'll also have a oh, yeah, yeah, review for from uh, Elise. So um, Little Gator game is almost like it feels very much like a short hike, but kind of 3D. Um, where you're a little little gator boy uh, running around and, and pretending to be on a Zelda-like adventure. And then Wavetail kind of seems like... Uh, seems a little bit like the uh, like Solar Ash and uh, um, the Pathless in terms of its movement. It's very much like you're, you're a girl who has ability to kind of like surf on water in this like mostly aquatic um, post-apocalyptic oh, world. Is she like always moving when she's on water or something like that? Yeah, yeah. She almost like she can't swim, but she finds like her shadow underneath the water and she's able to like glide over the water. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And then... Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It checks out. If I don't know how to, my kid didn't know how to swim. I'd be like, just find your shadow and glide. What are you doing? Let's fucking get down there. Uh, and both tell, of those are like. That, let's tell that to the people that try to hurricane watch. Oh, that wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> just find your shadow. Um, so yeah, looking forward to this. Um, Casey, you even play anything? Uh, yeah the the third game during uh the wish list stream that I uh, hijacked from Frost <laughs> this weekend. Uh, was JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R, 
which is I think a re-release or like a remaster of an older JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fighting game. Um, it, I don't think it's good, <laughs> but but it's it's full of aesthetic. Like like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has like a very very distinct art style and has very distinct characters as well. Like it like super. Um, it's very like uh, like runway model energy charged I, I don't know what the proper terminology for that is but like they like Flashy. in the anime like you know they pose they they have like effects that surround them whatnot like it's, it's very hyper sexualized but like oh. no one's really having sex with each other um and it's, it's mostly about like buff dudes but you know women get their shine as well uh but like yeah the 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 game just translates those characters their personalities and their movesets very very well but the actual fighting like is just it's unlike any other 2d fighter i've played before like uh, you're on a 3D plane, uh, but you literally like you press a face button and that face button will move you like you'll do like a sidestep. On that 3D plane, and you can only sidestep in a single direction, like if you're on the left side, you sidestep towards the camera. If you're on the right side, you sidestep away from the camera. So like. It's weird because you're Did on 3D Soul plane. Calibur do that. Soul Calibur lets you move on that axis. Like you can literally walk up and down on that axis. Yeah. JoJo only lets you sidestep with the press of a button, not with okay. like your movement. So what, what that does at least is it frees up your movement so that you can always only ever, you know, jump straight up, uh, duck down to the ground without having to think that you're messing up that input. So I get why they did that. But like in the process, I lose a whole face button to have this one mechanic. And it's a very limited mechanic that I can sidestep in a single direction. I feel like, you all you have to do is read that this person is going to sidestep in that direction and you just hit him with a horizontal attack. Like it's very strange. Yeah. So I Did don't know. You I like it. I I liked, I liked it because it was JoJo. Sure. But I don't think I, I would like it as a fighting game. <laughs> yeah. Like they. Yeah. Need, it has the, it has the look and the style and the sound of that anime, and I think that's what most people who like buy into these anime games are into. Like they just nailed the feel of it, but like as a game, like it kind of I don't think it's working. Yeah, I, I want to hear your thoughts on Fort Spoken because I think out of the three of us, I'm the only one that hasn't tried that demo. Yeah, um, I've heard I think, nothing but bad things about it. Yeah, and again, I I, I strongly think that it's not necessarily Fort Spoken's fault. It's the way demo. it chose to showcase what it is in that demo, because like they drop you in um, it's open world, uh, but there's none of the story stuff. Like you get like kind of a scissor reel opening that kind of has a, a narrator doing a voiceover saying like, "Oh, this is Freya. She gets sent to this world. She has a thing on her wrist." I don't know. Like that's kind of where you're left, and then you're just in this open, very empty world, and there's like random mobs of enemies. You don't know who the enemies are, what they, what their relationship to you is, or whatnot. And you're just messing around with two of the, I believe, five different uh, classes of spells that she's able to use. Yeah. And so, like, they give you little tutorials to let you know how to use that stuff, but it's just all devoid of context, and there's just no stakes, and um, it feels really loose. Like it's it's a Square Enix action game, which feels very similar to i cannot remember what the name of the multiplayer version of final fantasy 15 was but like they when they released that on game pass i I tried that out for a little bit so i actually got a feel for like what that feels like and i'm assuming that copies the combat in 15 but it's very light like a very floaty feeling action combat it doesn't feel like it has the sort of weight of a proper action game like a devil may cry or even a a dark souls or whatever which is super weighty so like it, it feels like flailing and like the game is super animation heavy. So like you'll press a button and move in a direction and Freya will do like three, four things before she's like settles back down. And like that's just usually not how I like games. I like my games to be super responsive to how I press buttons. Mm-hmm. So 
it just wasn't a good showing. Like there wasn't anything to do and there was no context for why I was doing it. <laughs> but that being said, it looks really pretty. Um, like the effects and all that stuff, like for the magic, like, and again, those animations, like it looks cool as shit. Like, even though like, I didn't feel like I was fully in control of that shit, like to someone else watching it, I'm sure they were like, oh, that's, you look like you're kicking ass. Like that looks amazing. <laughs> and I think that's, that's kind of what most people who are looking at this kind of experience are, they want. Like, yeah, no, no shade, but the PS5 audience that like chases down these sorts of experiences, like they, they want to feel powerful. Like they want to go after the power fantasy. And I think this is providing that. And I think with a little more context in terms of like why you're doing these things and then like, you know, the rest of the suites of powers and abilities and like you wanting to explore the world because you're looking for something in particular, like that'll change. I think the vibe uh, that I got from that very bare bones demo. The other feedback yeah. I heard was that the character just talks way too much. She she does. I, pe- people are definitely um, coming at it a little hard, but like they're not wrong in that some of the dialogue is very annoying, like the banter between her and her gauntlet. My my thing with that is I want my character. I am fine if my character never shuts the fuck up um, <laughs> because there's a whole sect of games that are about sad, lonely, mute people. And I yeah. love those sad, lonely, mute people. Like, I love the fact that, like, Norman Reedus never fucking talks in Death Stranding. They're just wandering around his sad zone. And the same thing with all of the the uh, Team team Eco games. Um, but, like, if a game, I don't know, if a game's supposed to be about character, then, like, well, let me see how your writing is. Like, it's almost like putting putting your your feet to the fire. And and that's the other thing is that she she's very incongruous with her situation and, uh you know, the events that are happening. And that's because it's an isekai. Like she's from yeah. New York and she's dropped in this fantasy world, but you don't necessarily get that context in this demo. All you see yeah. is a fantasy girl in a fantasy world who say it's dropping F-bombs and shit balls. And yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm assuming when the game starts, it's going to start in New York. Like, right, yeah. you know, which this demo does not give you any of the context of unless you've, you know, yeah, like you don't really get to know her or her relationship with this uh, bracelet thing at all before they're constantly kind of bickering and going back and forth with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like it's it might help, but maybe it won't. It's interesting. Uh, John Lee brought up High on Life. High on Life has sliders for how much people will talk and even tells you, like, you can turn this down if you want your gun to not be talking so much. You can turn your gun down like so that it talks less but like for a thing on high in life like the talking is the game in my opinion like listening to the weird observations is part of the game uh and so it'd be interesting if a thing like this had like a banter slider you know um, <laughs> yeah, i think one of the only trends i've gotten really annoyed with in games lately is like in god of war ragnarok really did it for me was atrius like just they comment on every little action they're doing you know like okay, yeah you don't need to tell me that you're climbing a wall i can see you're fucking climbing the wall adrius <laughs> every time i every time i climb a wall i like to let everyone know that i just climbed a wall <laughs> guys guys i found the rock <laughs> i got it yeah i did it guys i, did it, guys. Ooh, I almost fell good thing that i didn't die <laughs> yeah yeah it's not what i'm thinking i'm thinking oh shit oh fuck <laughs> uh yeah that's funny and they still i think they still haven't patched in that puzzle solution thing for uh Ragnarok where to tell your characters to shut the fuck up when you get to a puzzle and don't solve it for me. Did they say they would? That's the thing they're planning to do? I mean, everyone says you should, like, you know, put a thing where it's yeah, like... Played, uh, I literally played the game for you. <laughs> yeah, like, have it, have it, have a trigger show up to where I, I think there should be a mode where they tell you how to solve a puzzle if you get there confused. That, like, like have a button. Just have a button. Most, most, game, most games have that. They just highlight the object you need to mess with. <laughs> yeah. Or they at least wait a second. Like in, in all the Uncharted, like if you stood around for long enough, 
they would start slowly yeah, giving hey, you hints you it's until they just tell you, yeah, until they just yeah, like, hey, yeah. why don't you try putting light on this thing? Yeah, yeah it's it's just Lost interesting. Legacy for a, did it really well <laughs> for a game that's like incredibly accessible. Obviously, because like Ragnarok won best most best accessibility at the Game Awards and has so many options. Like you'd think one of the options would be to like be able to tweak, you know, shut the fuck up or please keep speaking. Um, that's every game should just have a shut the fuck up slider. <laughs> just put it in any direction you want. My, my, it's not a it's not a slider, but my favorite my favorite difficulty like options ever in any game ever is the Wolfenstein the New Order, where he's got the he's got like the baby at the bottom. He's it's uh, blast oh, the difficulty setting. Yeah, oh, yeah. Difficulty setting. Yeah, just uh, I said it wasn't a slider. It's just my favorite like options. <laughs> he's got the the uh, the bib on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's rude because yeah, I, really, I want to really kind of shame you for playing. I want to play those games in baby mode. <laughs> I don't great. think their shooting's very good. <laughs> and I want to play because I like your world and your writing, and I think you guys aren't good at making a shooter. Uh, shout out to killing Nazis, though. Big fan of that. Um, we all are. Yeah, that was a full circle. We were whipping Nazis before, and now we're killing Nazis. Oh. Um, before we head out, do you any any last stuff you guys were playing or watching before we before we call it a night? And then Casey takes a 30 minute break before coming back. Look at that. We got you out a little bit early. Oh yeah, we sure did. Yeah, I haven't I haven't gone to haven't gone back to uh the English yet. I keep meaning to go finish it. And then like my backlog list is just exploding because I'm like, Death Stranding 2 trailer look good. I kinda wanna play that. Fine. I really want to sit down and play Death Stranding. Yeah, just uh, you put everything uh, else to the side. Play that. Fan- Phantom Liberty trailer look good. I really want to go back and actually go finish Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, the Witcher 3 next gen update come out. I kind of want to replay the Witcher 3 with that new update. Like, jeez, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. And then they're already getting review copies for stuff in January. And it's like, oh god. The next um, the next five months, guys. It's just fucking insane. I it, no. And then the I'm, following I'm seven months, and then it's next year, and then it never no, ends. No. <laughs> it never ends. It time, never ends. And those first party games for Microsoft still won't be out. Time to quit. Guys, I'm excited for a year from now to when we could talk about is 2024 finally the year for Xbox? <laughs> Timestamp 724 p.m. on December yeah. 14th. We, yeah. <laughs> if we have the same discussion at the same exact time, then we Time is a flat media. circle. That's fine. Uh, and, and Starfield's still out. Yeah, and not to mention, I also have to still scour Steam to find you two, the worst game I can find. Oh, yeah, when is that supposed to happen? Uh, uh, we'll do it in the new year. Also, I keep seeing like an orb in my room, and I've been playing a lot of Phasmophobia, and I keep seeing a little ghost orb, and it keeps scaring the shit out of me on my camera. What? <laughs> like, right, right here, there's like a little orb. They, they can't see it on that camera, but on my web camera, I see like a little floating orb that keeps going up. And I'm like, I'm going to die. Are you, are, you, are you talking about dust mites? Like, what? No. <laughs> I think it's a ghost orb from Phasmophobia. You have a floating orb in your house. I keep seeing it. I keep seeing it. Either that or it's just Barry's fart floating around. It's probably that. That actually makes more sense. (laughs) His his fart somehow calcified in the air. Come a solidus. Um, I I need to stream Phasmophobia more because like I was playing that last night with my friends and I literally about shit myself i went in the house thinking like yeah hey, then all, you blamed it on barry i'm all i'm all toughed up well not last night i knew that was me but i'm all toughed up and then i i did something in the game and the ghost spawned right in my face and i'm like straight up like oh fuck <laughs> like, out of there can you become good like are there like pro phasmo players yeah we're playing we're playing on nightmare mode now <laughs> phasmo pro via no that didn't work for me 
I tried. Uh, you're playing on nightmare mode. Yeah. Was that just spookier? That's, that's the hardest. Uh, the highest difficulty. Like there's it's no. Like, it's where they put actual timers and stuff. There's no they set put of ghosts time. in your actual house. <laughs> like they, they send men into your into your bedroom. <laughs> And Lamp Lampy said one orb to your living room. <laughs> Lampy, so I'm doing it in VR. No, I'm I'm gonna set up my VR though and play it in VR next week. I'm terrified. I'm gonna I'm going to run into a wall and hurt myself. So I, if I come back with like an eye patch or something, you know, I like jam my VR headset into my eyeball, like Big Boss. <laughs> yeah. Um, most importantly, the only VR game that matters is that they announced uh, the the fireworks game is coming to VR. The fireworks game that was uh, a launch PS2 game, Fantavision. It was, a, it was a puzzle game where you just were setting off fireworks, and they they're saying a new Fantavision is going to be a launch game for um, PSVR2, which seems great because I want to put on VR and just see a bunch of fireworks. That sounds nice. Yeah, that sounds very uninteresting to me. <laughs> There's two types of people in the world: those who hear about a fireworks game and say "ooh," and those who hear about a fireworks game and say, "Is this show done yet?" Marty, you know, you know why you need to get VR headset is because you can watch YouTube in VR, or you can also watch Netflix in VR, and you can watch your anime in VR and get real close to your favorite weebos. Why do you want to do that, Nick? The whole reason I watch with your wife something else while watching it. You say you can be with your wife. Can I have a VR version of my phone in VR to be playing VR? Yes, you can. While watching something, you can actually. You could you could be playing Marvel Snap through your VR headset for virtual desktop while also watching your wife who's up close and personal. You know what? That doesn't sound half bad. I told you. Oh, yeah, you're the guy that just bought the Quest 2, and that's what you're doing tonight. (laughs) Doesn't sound as good as the fireworks game, though. (laughs) Imagine playing Marvel Snap with fireworks in the background. Uh, Casey, where can folks find you? What should folks check out? Uh, Check out um, stuff with my name on it Sigma Gears 9 on Twitch and Twitter. Uh, Need for Speed Unbound Review was the latest that came out. Um, working on another one right now that hopefully will be out before the end of this week, probably next week, to be if I'm being honest with myself. Um, outside of that, uh, I mentioned this uh, earlier in the week, but uh, the last uh, Sigma Show stream on this Sunday was deleted from the internet by accident by me because I'm an idiot. Oh no! Um, so it only exists as the live show that folks who watched it live will remember. You should uh, remake it this weekend. Th- no, I can't. Word for word. It, We'll no, we'll never be able to recapture that magic. Uh, but that's just incentive for you guys to watch the show live. There you go. <laughs> because shit like that can happen, and it can be lost to yeah, history. You're as bad as the HBO Max execs. <laughs> oh much. no! It was the West. It was the West World of Sunday morning streams. Uh, but we'll be back next week, so definitely catch us then. Thank you. And then in a half an hour, he'll be back with Jesse playing finishing God of War. You guys have yeah, to finish. He should, that. He should definitely ten weeks. Oh, oh, and the and the quiz is coming. <laughs> Like uh, I, I, I was able to knock out the quiz uh, just before taking my son to his uh, belt testing. So uh, once Jesse has completed the game, we will switch into test mode. Uh, I have a link that I'll send out to chats so you can take it with us, and we'll see how everyone does. But we'll especially see if Jesse passes his. his between between test. bingo and tests, I'm a big fan of just like bringing in weird, <laughs> weird elements to our streams. I'm a big fan of this. This is great. It'll be fun. And if, if we run out of time, I think Jesse does have it set up to where we can just go right into God of War 2. Yeah. Oh, nice. Excellent. Uh, Nick, what do you got going on? I'll have a new week up, week in review up on Friday. Uh, and then if you're a member in the bonus content above, we're doing the quarterly update on Sunday. And then if you're in the gods here on Patreon, we have our private gaming session number three, number two on Sunday as well. 
Uh, and then uh, somebody asked what we're doing with the extra thousand dollars because I haven't updated the stream goal. Uh, we are doing the Sea of Thieves stuff in January, uh, and I basically said that uh, if we hit three thousand, we're gonna do. Right now, we're doing eight episodes because you guys have raised so much extra money. Uh, once we hit three thousand, we're gonna do ten episodes of Sea of Thieves uh, because, as I said before, we will not get anything done in five episodes just because the quest lines take a while <laughs> and also we're done so it's going to take even longer i'm curious when we're going to get this darren immortality stream gotta get to patreon we gotta get more people signing up on patreon get over there. y'all are letting me let, down they're letting us down we want to see darren play we want to see darren Make suffer Darren work game. darren doesn't work enough darren's only written three <laughs> things about avatar 2 after seeing it this morning already <laughs> and i'm not lying he's already submitted three things and he saw avatar 2 this morning what <laughs> is going morning, on huh yeah. I'm actually going to go see that. Oh, this am, is being covered. I'm excited. 100, 195 frames per second. It's going to be great. 4D. It's going to be wonderful. Big Jim. Big Jim's done it again. Oscar nomination. Uh, yeah, and then my stuff. Uh, yeah, just tune in uh, tomorrow. I'll be streaming with Nick. We'll be starting uh, Jedi Academy, correct? 1 p.m. Central. Yes. And then uh, tomorrow evening, speaking of finishing games, Casey and I should be finishing Metal Gear Solid 4. Oh, yeah, that's to be closing up shop, um, too. Yeah, it'll be probably a little bit longer than a two-hour stream, but granted, knock on wood, I said that last time it was like a five-hour stream. I don't think it's going to be that much longer. We can also start a little bit if you want. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. figure it out. We're, we're going to be able to finish it. It's fine. It's fine. No one's crying. It's fine. Uh, and then Friday, we're going to have a special stream at noon central. Jamate and I are going to be streaming my favorite level of Banjo-Kazooie, Freeze Easy Peak, because it's the best Christmas level in video like game just history. that level? No, we're going to stream for the whole two hours, <laughs> but I feel like I can spend most of it fucking around that level. It's great. It's got a snowman. It's got presents. Oh, my God. It's wonderful. It's got the world's worst dad. who's just like deadbeat dad who just leaves his kids at home and like wants to go. Uh, he's like this shitty like walrus or seal or. You're talking about uh, Gone from Hunter x Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> is that the world's shittiest dad? <laughs> that Gon's dad, again, yeah, he's he's up there. Because that sounds exactly like him. <laughs> World's worst dad. Big fan of bad dads. Uh, so yeah, tune in for that. Uh, everything else. Um, so thank you guys so much. Did we, we got all the super chats, right? Yes, yeah, we, we got all the super chats, but also I do want to highlight Mandevil's message is a uh, ending point here. It says, only a monster would call a four-hour movie of no intermission break, The Way of Water. <laughs> and on that note good night everybody fucking big jim bye, Never miss it. bye Ron.